0: Right, have you pressed record? I have. I have. Awesome. Alright, hello everybody, and welcome to a another round of the coaches round table. Daniel, how are you this week?
1: I'm really good and I like what you did there again.
0: Very good. Again, yeah. So I yeah. I probably just, you know, same thing on repeat. And Isabel, who does yes. feel like life is on the same thing on repeat, I'm afraid. <laughs>
2: how yeah, are I, you? I... Oh great. I I just walked from my lounge room to my bedroom. It was awesome. <laughs>
0: well, and then the long, after this I walk
2: back. It's like a long, major change in scenery.
0: The long commute. The
2: long commute exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're loving that. Mm, it it totally. must it must it must feel really like you've been stuck in traffic if you have to go via the toilet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now look, you're feeling the stress, like I think a lot of people are, and mm. in Melbourne, yeah, poor thing. Tell tell the listeners, just give us a give them a little bit of an insight.
2: Well, well I mean, you know, basically, 22 hours a day, I'm stuck in this place, you know. And as much as I love my place, it is a two-bedroom apartment, and you know, there's three of us living here and a dog, and it's a bit squeezy, and um, you know, and. Life is just really hard at the moment. Like it's really, really hard. So as I'm sure many Melburnians will attest to. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just getting really tiring. They they're calling it lockdown fatigue. Well, it's yeah. it's, it's more than lockdown fatigue, it's lockdown that. insanity. Yes. Yep. You had lockdown yeah, lockdown
1: fatigue months ago. <laughs> months <laughs> yeah, it's right. yeah, exactly exactly. Right.
2: Yep. Yeah. So you know, so anyway, we shall we shall see.
1: Yeah. How um how just to put a try and put a positive spin on this,
2: how mm-hmm. can you
1: how can you relate this to an ultra, what you're going through right now in the oh, mindset.
2: Like, like like I remember, okay, uh, the end of GSER and I'm, we're running down the hill and I can't even remember what it's called. And I kept going, how oh, much further? And Nikki's going, it's not far, we're nearly there. And then, you know, a little bit later I'd go, Nikki, you said we're nearly there. I think your nearly there is completely different to my nearly there. And it's like Dan, you know, saying it's only two more weeks and then he adds another two weeks on and it's like, oh, can you you know, and it feels like it's never ending. Like at the end of an ultra to me it feels like it will never, that last 5K is the worst because it feels like you'll never get there. So close and yet so far. And that's kind of how it feels, like so close and yet not even close. So, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I saw a prime example of that on the weekend when I was out climbing Mount Maroon, which has a couple of wonderful little stories in it. But on my way up, I'd I'd climbed about 200 metres of vertical and I came across a lady sitting down who was very much struggling to move. She had a family with her. I asked if they were okay, et cetera, and they said, yeah, just basically she had bonked and she had completely run out of energy. They had food, et cetera, and she was having something to eat. Anyway, I went, I climbed another 500 metres vertically and then came back down and passed them. And she'd only made it another 100 metres back. Yeah, wow. And I, you know, like I just went, wow, you're still going to be on this mountain for another couple of hours trying to get back 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 to the car, you poor thing. And it's just that. It's just, you know, that next rock, once you've bonked, Mm. feels so far away. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Nope. That's probably not going to make you feel any better, Isabel.
2: <laughs> not <laughs> but, really. But then I, I'm that good, lady. I, I've bonked. I've definitely bonked.
1: The good news <laughs> is the, the ultra, the GSCR did actually end, and this <laughs> will actually end at some point. Will it? Because it actually feels like it won't. It seriously
2: won't. It feels right. like it won't. It will. Well, it will.
1: South it will. Australia has just announced that they're letting, um, they're expanding <clears> their <throat> bubble with regional Victoria, and so. <clears throat> Which I mean is a small—it's a small. It's a small, um, it's a small step,
0: step in the right direction.
1: Yeah. So look, um, we're thinking of you and thinking of all of our Victorian friends, and we want you to, mm. you know, just know that you aren't. I, I'm sick of all the platitudes, but suffice to say yes. that we're all. We. I and mean, if I'm I okay hear if
2: I hear the words pivot or stay the course one more time, I'm going to throw. <laughs>
1: All right, thank you for the heads oh, up. Oh, yeah, haven't I heard those <laughs> words pretty right. much? Can I say we're all in this together? No, I won't say that. No, no don't you use that word. We're either. definitely not. We're definitely not. All right, then. Well, how about this? How about this one then? How about you yeah. drink a concrete milkshake and harden yeah. up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I've, I've, I've
2: got some choice words, but I'm not going to say them because we're not rated that way. No, that's right. No, and look, I know it's <laughs> hard. But let's,
1: let, maybe we'll just distract you for a little bit and talk about. Um, some running How's yes that awesome? we
2: are
0: we're, we're actually we're going to talk about overtraining today
1: yeah and,
0: and overtraining syndrome so overreaching and overtraining which are two different things um dan did you want to define them or would you like me to define them
1: um i'll have a little crack at defining them so um but we can expand on that because it is as we were saying just off air that it was uh <coughs> It's not that easy, you know, to define. Like it's it's quite complicated. So overtraining um, syndrome, as I understand it, is more to do with a um, uh, what's the word? Like a long term overtraining problem, Mm. and um, so that can lead to all sorts of health issues. And
0: it's actually a medical condition. Overtraining is a medical condition. Yeah. Um, Overreaching is something you just need a couple of days' recovery from.
2: And sometimes you can actually plan for a little bit of overreaching in your program, and there's nothing wrong with a little bit of overreaching. Yes.
0: Yeah, well, overreaching in a training program can give you mm. a, a super compensation in yep. your training, which is where you get, like, a, a jump. But But yes. um, overtraining is where, basically, you take a couple of days' rest and you still feel buggered. So you yeah. take a few more days' rest and you still feel buggered. And you yeah. take another week's rest and you still feel buggered. That, that's now yeah. it's become yeah. a medical problem. It's a a chronic problem. And if you then can try to continue, it can then become chronic fatigue, mm. Which, mm. which is I've a massive had. medical problem. Yeah, yeah it's so terrible. You, you had
1: it. And is it yes. linked, Isabel, you, I know you've interviewed some amazing guests on your podcast about this sort of stuff and about like uh, Red S as well. Yep. Is that
2: yep. – Related to it? Well, I had chronic fatigue because I had glandular fever, but yeah. I had chronic fatigue for um, about 15 years. And it's and when wow. I, when I first had it, it was I was a teenager, and I couldn't I couldn't do anything. I I missed a lot of my teenage years because I couldn't get out of bed. I was yeah. exhausted. And when you're that, and I know ultra runners who've had um, chronic fatigue. And when when you're that tired that your bones hurt, and yeah. um you know. And just walking to the bathroom is—you need to have a bit of a nana nap after that to get over it, you know. It's, it's, and and that's the thing yeah. with 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 running is that's a little bit self-inflicted. You can avoid it.
1: Yes, it is
2: by being listening to your body.
1: You, I think, um, yeah. I suppose we'll get into the, the sort of the 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 treatment for it or like the way more, but like just as far as definition goes, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So you. So, you had glandular fever when you got Mm. it. And how were you a runner at the time? No,
2: (laughs) no, I didn't do any sport at all. Yeah, nothing, nothing. Ah, okay, interesting. And, um, Ashley, have you ever had
0: any
1: experiences? Obviously, can't your cancer is a whole other ball game. Yeah, but like, have you had any training related problems like that?
0: Of overtraining, yeah. Yeah, um, so I I got glandular fever, so like when I was going through university and I was trying to train at, uh, in gymnastics at a very high level as well as do university and yeah I just ended up getting fully fatigued um, mm. and the result was glandular fever. Uh, I didn't end up with <laughs> chronic fatigue because I then took time off and and rested. Basically, mm. because my doctor said to me, if you don't take time off and rest now, you're going to have this for a long, long time. Mm. So you either take a little bit of time to yourself now and it might take six months or, you know, it could take six years. And I went, oh, well, I don't want it to take six years. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, that's um, yeah, it's no good. No, I'm, I'm, well, I'm the odd one out. I haven't had <laughs> glandular fever. But, um, Lucky you. Yeah. No, yes. so I guess... Um, how, so before we get into solutions, how do people end up overtraining? Like what kind of things? I guess this is a question I'm raising, so we can talk, yeah. talk talk about it. Like it's not just doing, like my is it a, is it just doing a singular huge week? You know, like some like this like me doing 190 kilometers in one week, which is much bigger than my normal training load. Is that an exe- – that's – I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say that's not chronic overtraining, it's, um, but it is – That's, sort that, that's
0: overreaching. Reaching. Yes. yes. And yes. So, that's overreaching if you don't take rest.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and look, even after that, I had a little bit of a niggle in my shin, but overall, I got out of it pretty lucky. But, um, yes. I mean, I look at people who I coach. I've got one guy who, who he averages – he sits on about 150, 170 kilometers a week, and he copes fine. You know what I mean, but then yeah. many people would, um, and I think it's got to do with his lifestyle and just he's, he's taken years to build to that. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yes. And, and so, um, yeah. And what are some other examples of where you, how you've seen people maybe overtrain or over overreach? Well, I think well, I think
2: when people rely, sometimes people rely on running for um for say. Weight maintenance so they won't stop because they're like, Oh, well, then I'll put on weight, or um, for you know, you know, for whatever reason that they won't. Because if you're if you know that you're running to improve performance, you will take a day off if you're tired because you know that's not improving your performance. It's when people feel almost addicted to the process of running for whatever reason, whether it's maintaining weight or um, helping with their mental health or whatever it is, it can become another form of addiction i
1: guess
0: yeah yeah, yeah look i th- i agree with you there i think that uh, a lot of ultra runners uh a type personality and uh it becomes an identifying factor in their life that that that's who they are and so then they just keep training and keep training mm. and the fact is in running the more you run the better you get and you just keep getting better. You go, oh, I'll just add a little bit more and I get a bit better and I add a little bit more mm. and I get a bit better. But there is a point where the straw crake breaks the camel's back and the mm. little bit more, that extra two Ks a week that you're doing is now an excess and your body can no longer recover from it. Yeah. yeah. And then that little bit, that just couple of percent too much, accumulates – and then all of a sudden, you're, you, you've you you overreached, but you just go, oh, I, I can just keep going. Oh, I'm getting slower. I obviously need to train more because previously, yes. what happened was you trained a bit more and that was true. You got better, but you were a yeah. beginner back then and you're now a long-term athlete. So yep. you think, oh, I'll just add another couple of percent. I'll get better. Oh, I'm getting slower again. Oh, I must need to do a bit more again. So I add a yep. bit more. And then all of a sudden getting out of bed in the mornings hard and mm. staying awake at work is a hard <laughs> thing to do and which might be hard already. Um, but you just, this, you get this cumulative effect and be, because it's a, such an identifying factor in your life, you think, Oh, I still have to run. I have yeah. to be a runner. It's who I am. If I stop running now, who am I? I'm, I'm nobody. Well, that's yeah. not true. You're still an exceptional person just because you're not running. But if you don't take that time off, it can literally be the end of your running career if you go too far into the overtraining period. Yeah. And overtraining, you know, that, that that can mean six weeks off. It can mean six months off. And, and like I said, for some people, yeah. it can mean forever. But that, that's it. Yeah. They'll never get back from it because they've gone into chronic fatigue. And, and mm-hmm. like you said, Isabel, 15 years later. And yep. this is a situation where everyone is an individual and when you read these prescription-based running programs which are fantastic that's you know a great general knowledge but what works for me personally for training doesn't work for Daniel personally for training doesn't Mm -hmm. work for Isabel personally for training it doesn't work for Melissa personally for training it doesn't work for Sarah like everyone's an individual you have to do an individual program and yeah. And where your overreaching point is, is different for everyone.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And so um, one of the biggest things that I see that, that kind of annoys me is, you know, I love reading Runner's World and Trail Magazine, et cetera. And they'll, they'll publish a running program. that's like 12 weeks long. And you go, oh, look, Kipchoge does this for 12 weeks. And it's like, yes, yeah, he does. He does do that for 12 weeks, but he spent 20 years
2: building a base
0: so that he could train that 12 weeks. And he doesn't train that 12 weeks like that every 12 weeks, you know, and then another 12 weeks and another 12 weeks. That was one block and probably the best, biggest block that he does. Yeah. And if you Mm. try to copy that as an amateur athlete who's not a professional, like, You've got a normal job and you, you go to work and you fight with your boss and you get stressed there and then you do running and you get stressed. That, that's, you can't take those as I'm going to do that and I'll mm. be better off. You might be the first time and you might be the second time, but yeah. the third time it is now complete overload and you will pay dearly. Yeah.
1: Mm. I think you've, yeah, it's nailed it, man. I think, um, yeah, you've put a really good uh, definition on it. I um, there's also like, I mean, sometimes we over, it is like that overreaching thing. It like in a single training session, you know, someone might go, oh, but yeah, like taking, they might find chip coat, chip kogi, kip togies. Pardon <laughs> my French, can't speak anymore. Um, they might find a, a workout that he does, and someone goes, oh, I might try and hit his paces for, you know, for this oh, workout. Man. You know, you know, I'm just talking about some, I, I couldn't do it, but like some people might go, yeah, I reckon I can do that. And then maybe I'll just get a little bit faster than him. And then, you know, oh, they end up with a, a torn hamstring or they, yeah. <laughs> or something worse,
2: you know? So like. I was actually um, listening. Oh, sorry. I thought you'd go on. No, go. That's pretty much it. I was just fading. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was listening to a podcast today and uh, this guy, he wrote, he wrote the book Running with the Kenyans. And he was oh. saying when he interviewed the Kenyans, um, in regards to, you know, he was talking to one of them about, how the Japanese, you know, they are really good. Nigger. And the Kenyan guy said, oh, look, if the Japanese trained like us, they would um, beat us. And, and the guy goes, oh, how, how can they train? What are they? Do, what are the Japanese doing wrong? And the Kenyan no, guy said, enough. they train too hard. They yeah. don't rest enough. Yeah, it's interesting. And, isn't You know, it? and he says that, you know, if they rested more, like the, the Kenyans, when they run easy, they run easy. And when yeah. they do nothing, they do nothing. And, yeah. um, you know, and it's – that's the difference is you – even at the top, you can get it wrong sometimes. You've got to work hard and, and, and rest hard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they
0: also go into camp to train. They yeah. all move to one place where they all that's train right. together. And they yeah, train yeah. in camp for a set or a defined period of time. And they don't do anything else. They train in yeah. the morning. That's it. They go and make food. They yep. clean, they clean up their area, and they lie in bed or sit in exactly. the shade. Yeah, you know, like that's literally what they sounds do. Sounds like and lockdown. Then they train again in the afternoon. <laughs> they don't go to work. What'd they
2: you say? A, sounds, sounds like, like lockdown. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> but they, they don't go to work and and have no. a fight with their boss, which you know, yeah, like exactly. they got stressed in the morning at training, and then they had a fight with their boss, which made them stressed, which just doubled their stress load for the day. You know, yeah. and then they went and trained again in the afternoon. They didn't do that. They they trained in the morning, completely rested and yeah. trained again in the afternoon and ate yes really good yep. basic food. Yeah. Like food, yeah. not stuff yes. that came in a packet,
2: actual yeah, exactly. food
0: that they had to peel and wash and, yeah. you know, cook in a yeah, pot. Yeah. Um, oh, it's fascinating. So, yeah, yeah like it,
1: uh,
0: this is the thing. we We in Western society who – who work full time running one hundred K weeks or two hundred K weeks or you know something in between. That that, that's that's possible. That's a massive, massive load and that can't be done all the time. The other thing you have to do too, you have to have total time off. To mm. let your body recover, and it, it may. And when I say total time off, that may be that you're still active, but don't run. Go do something yes. else. Go kayak or.
2: But, yeah, but even then, I still think you, know, you need to, you know, rest. just rest and do nothing. And yeah, that also includes, triple. um, that also includes, you know, mentally, like resting mentally. Yes. You know. Not, totally. You know, like sometimes just doing nothing, like literally nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Absolutely agree. So yeah. I, I
0: want to give you a prime example of overreaching, go. which was my, my weekend. So it was a three-day weekend, and on Saturday I decided to go and run up a few mountains. Um, as you do. As I do. So I ended up driving 250 kilometres and running up and down four peaks, which was 2,500 metres of vertical gain mm-hmm. uh, in, in 20 kilometres. So, yep. there was a lot of gain in a short period of time and a lot of driving in between. And then Sunday, I backed that up by taking somebody else out and doing another 700 meters of vertical. And then Monday, I had well and truly overreached. And I <laughs> spent pretty much all of yesterday in bed asleep. Wow. To get over yeah. it. And this yeah. morning, I ran again quite comfortably. So, I had recovered. And I was able to run again comfortably today. Now, if I wasn't able to run again comfortably today, that would have said to me, "Ooh, you definitely went way too far." Whereas I, and today I still backed it off, knowing that that was going to be a bit too much. But that was that's a prime example of on Saturday I well and truly overreached. That was four times as much as what I would normally do. Plus I added driving, etc. Which is
2: something that we don't recommend. I would not. You know, no, recommend. no, no. I'm
0: not about to recommend it. I just wanted to mm. use that. That is an example of overreaching. I just wanted to see how far I could take it. And mm. Saturday night, like I was at home shaking. Like I yeah. had well and truly mm. gone too much, to ash. my limit. Yeah. Um but I haven't raced and that was just my personal challenge. Yeah. But that was too much. It was definitely too much to do. I would that say- was overreaching.
2: Even I mm, that's almost be, beyond overreaching.
1: Yeah, and I, but I would say even the next few days, I would still continue to mm. take it relatively easy. Like oh, yeah, I, I'm not going to
0: be going fast this week, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: I, yeah. Um, yeah, and I would even cut back on the mileage because one of the things that also, there's a few ways you can overreach. You can overreach by doing too much mileage. You can overreach by doing too much vert. You can mm, overreach yes. by doing... Uh, too much speed Um, and so or it could be just that you're doing you're running your easy runs too fast too often so all those things equal overreaching you know and so and I and that's why I think um, the running to your easy runs too fast is the is probably the most dangerous because it's just subtle it's it's gonna lead to a long-term problem you know you see the you know someone and it's all your beginning runners they go into they they fall into that zone 3 black hole and they yeah. run they run there that's i mean they're overreaching on every single run then but it's like I was about to
0: say that that is beginner's biggest yeah. single thing that i see is a beginner runner runs every single run at the same pace yeah and therefore for most of their runs they're overreaching and for ones that really count they didn't reach far enough
1: yeah exactly no, I mean, I know we talk, we've we talked about easy runs quite a lot on this podcast. and I, But I, I think it, it is worth always r- remembering that Do be easy. Keep it easy. Yes. That's how most of your running should be. That's the only way yep. you're going to be able to run more mileage, you know, is if you back it off and work your way up to your maximum and not the other way around, you know. Like yep. you can't work your way back. Once you've gone done too much, it ta- it's harder to bring it back without killing, injuring yourself. I won't say killing yourself, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> injuring yeah. or getting sick, you know, because it's not just, I mean, I like, okay, my, I'll talk about my, my knee a little bit. Um, yep. so my knee's feeling heaps better after I made a really good, a wise decision and listened to my physio this past week. He, I went and Yay. saw him again and he said, look, he said, you could probably do a bit on the race, um, the six, the six hour, and he goes, but what are you really going to achieve? And then yeah. I, and then I hadn't really run a pain-free more than ten kilometers for weeks yeah. and weeks. And so I was like, you know what, this is crazy. So yep. I, I, made the decision, and straight away I messaged um, the race director Ben Hawkins, and said, look, mate, I'll come and um, my knee's no good, but I'll come and yep. help out because I want to be part of it, you know. And so, and I had a really great day supporting everyone, doing it um, the the, the six hour and the twelve hour here in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, and, but the thing, so I was really glad it was the next best thing to running it myself, but I look at my injury and I sort of think it was because I overreached in a, this is a case of overreaching in a single session. Mm. And so my, my session was, I had run, I'll tell you, this is going back six weeks when I first tweaked that knee is I did a 30 minute tempo run at a pretty fast pace, you know, it was mm-hmm. like, like probably a little bit faster than my marathon pace um and then i um finished it off with half a dozen short sharp hill sprints and all they did and so my legs were already fatigued yeah and I, I just overdid it on the hill sprints i went way too hard and um because you know i thought i was at a point where i was thinking i was invincible and i wanted to get some good yeah. a good train stimulus and that was what it was i overdid it i overcooked myself <clears throat> those hill sprints, and, yeah. and paid the price for it for six weeks. It could have been much worse, but still the last six weeks have been so up and down for me with my running. And like I said, yesterday was the first time I've ran pain-free for since then. And so like because yeah. I followed the physio's advice, I, I went in hard on my rehab and, yeah. and I did it religiously. So, yeah. So that's another example of overreaching on a single session that can really – stuff you in the long term you know what i mean yeah or medium term i should say so yeah but um yeah definitely um yeah i um, I have a sorry go finish
0: your thought no that's
1: it go okay (laughs) I i have
0: a question because the athletes that i have seen who have overreached and then they've put themselves into um a situation where they have to take time off there's there's no other choice. It's now become a. So
2: you're saying overreached or overtrained?
0: Sorry, overtrained.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you
0: for correcting that. So they've overtrained. They are now in the period where they have to take six to six weeks to six months off yep. training, so that their body can try and recover. Um, yep. Overtraining being quite a complicated thing, and if you look it up medically, uh, th- there's no great. They, they don't understand it completely what actually happens, but basically the body just says we can no longer recover and we can no longer go that hard and you're just – the only way you're going to fix yourself is to completely step away. Yeah. Mentally, that seriously can break people. I've seen that, I've seen that break people more than anything. It's, it's the mental thing. Mm. How, how do we help athletes get over that?
2: Mm. Get over it once they're already in overtraining.
0: Once they've, they've already overtrained, so they're in that zone now and they, you know, running is such an essential part of who they are that they now feel completely lost going down, mm. a, going down a dark hole really quickly because they don't identify as much else in life. And all of a sudden they feel, let's go with the word worthless because they can't run every day.
1: Mm, yeah. Mm.
0: No. What, as, as coaches, both of you, what, what, are, what do you say to those athletes? Because that is, that, that's where it gets to. That, that's what overtraining becomes for yes. A-type athletes, especially ultra runners. The fact is we do run a lot because we love it, and we do oh. know that if we want to be at the pointy end of racing, we actually do have to run a lot now it's become such an important part of who we are as a person such an identifying factor that when we can't do it we suddenly feel completely lost
1: yeah well volunteer that's one yes. i mean that's yep. what i did and i i felt immensely satisfied i mean i wanted to be running uh, but uh, there was a real satisfaction in being out there, especially with a loop race, because I know if you are not slightly with a loop race, you get to know the runners so well.
0: Yeah. Over, you do. You do get to chat to them all the time, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and and that did, I think, staying involved in the community and yeah. um, because otherwise you feel like you've lost everything. You haven't just lost your running. You've lost your friends. You've lost everything. So, I mean, I just think staying involved, whether it's, um, volunteering, or you know, if you're if you know your friends are going out for a long run, you know, like, oh, let me know where I can drop, you know, meet you and have drinks for you, know, be like an well, aid station for you. Yes, well, it doesn't have to be a race, it could be anything. And then meeting them for a coffee afterwards, just staying yeah. involved. Or get, yeah, get on the push bike and say, look, yes. I'll ride next. If you're on a, if you're on the path, I'll ride yeah. next to you and,
1: and you can, I'll pass you your drink bottles or something, you exactly. know, exactly. Like- and
2: it's, and it's like, that's easy riding. You're not going to be taxing yourself. Yeah. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's staying involved with people as well. But the other thing is also to
1: try and have a variety of interests outside yes. of, even when yep. you're, uh, this goes to a bigger picture, you know, like because eventually there, there may come a time where you can't run for, for mm. the rest, you know, like, mm. you know. and so you sort of Don't think, well, what... say
2: those words, but
1: yes,
0: it's true. For reasons, for, you, for reasons beyond your control.
1: That's yeah. it. I'm talking about when I'm 120 years old. Yeah, yeah, know.
2: fair enough. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um, you know, like I just sort of think you got to. I think it's good, have have other hobbies that you like. You know, write yeah. write about running. Write a, mm. you know, write people love race reports. You know, think back to your favorite race that you did and write about it. Um, I know a few runners who keep you know lots of runners keep blogs and stuff. And and I guess you know if you really want to talk about running, you know. It's not. I mean, it's sort of like, um, yeah, be just be very Get into something that's uh, do, uh, do craft. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah,
2: but I yeah, it's tricky. So, so all so your race numbers into a quilt. Yes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Or get busy planning.
1: Yeah.
2: Start planning
1: your return to running. If you yeah. are going, if you know that you can't run for eight weeks, yes. make. Make plans, make it happen. So you go that when you come back, you're better than ever, you know? Because it mm. is, it's, de- it's depressing. I feel like you go through the whole gamut of emotions when you're injured, and mm. especially in the early stages, it's like you're angry, then you're sad, then you're mm. then you're disappointed. You go through, it and then then you get determined and organized, and you start thinking, okay, right, this is what I've got to do to get to to improve. And if it is, yeah, if it's overtraining or injury. You know, you um, you can't just sort of do nothing or just sit there looking, stro- scrolling through Strava, going, mm. "Man, I wish I was running." You know, yeah, or, yeah. But so yeah, that's that's um, it's a hard one, Ashley. The um, uh, losing loss of identity.
0: Yeah. yeah, loss of identity. It's a big look. It's a big problem as a you know. I've I've been coaching for twenty five years plus now as a professional coach and that is the single biggest problem that I have faced as a coach is when an athlete loses their identity Mm, as an athlete and that can happen in so many unexpected ways and one of them is is overtraining and Mm. it is heartbreaking I know that you know like I've I've been in that situation where I've had a doctor say to me if you keep training this week you will be dead by the end of the week and that was when I had a heart infection when I was a kid training um, mm. and I had a very important event and it's like I can't stop training it's like well you can't but I can order the box for you now I'm pretty sure it was the words my doctor used I'd known my doctor for a long time and he was pretty frank wow. and so you know I I had to and that was probably my personal first case of it, but I see it now with lots of friends who are runners and they get injured or overtraining. Typically, it it is overtraining in ultra runners now. Mm. Um, yeah. I have seen it this year. Everybody this year, due to factors beyond our control, suddenly have lots of time on their hand and yeah. have all decided to become full time athletes. Mm. And now I am seeing since February they became a full-time athlete in February went they've all read the books and they've all gone radio well I can train at 150 k's a week so that's what they've done and then by this time of year they're all well they're not they're all but a number of them are not training at all because they have overtrained yeah. and they are either acutely injured or they are overtraining just fatigue injured or both. Yeah. And that loss of identity. And the thing that I would like to say there is if you have fellow runners who used to be in the group and ran all the time, keep them in the group, keep them involved, Mm. keep in contact with them and understand that when they read your Strava, that doesn't make them feel good. It makes you feel good. doesn't make them feel good. So to make sure you have a chat with them about something other than running. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, yeah. and as, a, as a coach, it's one of the most important things too. Like I have athletes that I work with who are A-type athletes. They want to train all year round. And even when they say, oh, I'm going to take some time off, next minute they're going out and running a 30K run, you say, hang on a second. We are genuinely taking this month off. I want you to work on your art this month. Or I want you to work on... Yeah. building a bicycle from scratch you've never built a wheel before well here you go oh. build, learn to build a wheel because that will occupy your time that sudden yeah. that sudden thing of having time on your hands having time on your hands as a human being can be very frustrating
2: mm. no. <laughs> no, no kidding no there's,
0: <laughs> there's bell nose full <laughs> well
1: Belle's sitting there in her it was 12, one of the things okay.
0: that really shocked me when I you know like when I was first hit with cancer and all of a sudden I was just stuck like mm. in a couch or or in a hospital bed with a machine connected to me keeping me alive and I'm like oh man there's only so many minutes of Netflix you can watch before no, you go I, know. Insane. I have seen everything that I ever <sighs> want to watch on Netflix for crying yeah. out loud let me out of here you know let me go do something else to occupy my brain so Mm. yes please get in contact with your friends and check that they are okay with the rest of their life and and go and just sit and have a coffee with them you
1: Mm. know what you described just before ashley is actually a thing called the pygmalion effect you know basically you may have, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Pygmalion
0: no, effect. No, I've, I've never yeah. heard it termed that way, yeah.
1: Yeah, it comes from like Greek mythology, and um, it's something that's used in coaching. And it, um, It's basically the Pygmalion effect is at play in coaching, and it's basically it was, Pygmalion was this sculptor, right, mm. in Greek mythology who fell in love with a sculpture of a woman. And so basically um, our expectations influence how we interact with um you know, with them, and turn influences uh, into performance, so but I mean uh, that's a bit confusing. I'll make it simpler. So a coach develops expectations for athletes, so that's what you were just talking about. Tell them so even if that athlete is injured, you, this coach has to this is where a coach can be really useful. you can go okay you' you're injured or you're you're out of it for a while, this is what you're going to do. and like the power of the tribe that came yeah. up, you know so um, so yeah, the coach's expectations influence the treatment of the individual athletes so that you know and the way that the coach treats the individual athletes affects athletes performance and the and the way that they develop does that sort of make sense yeah it Um, does yeah and so it's really it's important i think this is where the power of a having some kind of coaching or having a coach or at least a mentor in running and also but and i think this is the most obvious thing that we see is people out running with their friends and running with the little your run your little running crew whether it's an mm. official running club or running with just your best friend or your <laughs> mates and having that expectation and like it might be your best friend might be heaps slower than you but that's good that's good sometimes you know run yeah. i i my philosophy is often you know run your run your easy runs with people who are slower and then run your your fast sessions your speed sessions with People who are faster than you, yeah, you know. So that it brings you up to a higher level, and um, and then when yeah. So anyway, just a little aside about well, because as you were saying, it just rang a bell that I remember when I was doing my coaching accreditation, they talked about that. Um, so yeah, very good. So Mike, yeah,
0: I, I think it, it is about community, you know, yeah, have a running community, but make sure mm. the community also has. A safety net and the safety net is capturing your fellow runners who do get injured and do end up overtraining. Mm. and you know because at, at some point you would have been celebrating them no end about how they were getting constantly faster and constantly faster and then they started getting a bit slower and a bit slower that is typical overtraining. and yeah. then yeah. you know all of a sudden they're, they're not coming to group trainings anymore you, you need to check up on them and say hey why why aren't you guys coming um yes you know can we just have a coffee together can we just go for a walk why don't you come and walk the the first bit with us we'll go yeah. and run and then
2: yeah we'll walk exactly. the
0: final bit with us and have coffee with us you know it's, yep. it's it's looking at it's that that is a safety net that you'll get from your coach and you'll get from a running a good running community
1: yeah i think it's easier to avoid overtraining than I, altogether yes. <laughs> you know but yeah obviously we
2: go too fast I much. think I think it's easy to get sucked into overtraining because yeah. we love running so much. It is easy, but, yeah. you know, it's – yeah. Do you, do you think runners – and this
1: is a pretty – I mean, I know I've – we at some point, we've all thought that we were invincible. At some <laughs> point, we've all mm. thought that. We're oh, not, yeah. Because, I mean, there's tough, and then there's people who think that they're invincible. A yeah. perfect example, London Marathon just went and gone over the weekend – the great yep. Kipchoge was beaten pretty soundly. Mm, mm. He had a um, – which I – he didn't have a great run. But, you know, it just sort of – we're all human, you know. We're all going to have our bad days at some point. Um, and so yeah. – and, but – um, so, yeah. So, like, when when you've – you've trained for some epic races, Isabel. Do you think you do mm. have overtraining phases, you know, like any
2: um, – Yes. I mean, sometimes it's part of, you know, overreaching is I will yeah. – you know, and you I'll do some like build to some really big weeks, and it's exhausting, but then you know you have your easy weeks and and really pull it back hard. but um it is it's like being on a knife's edge. it's you've got to be super careful,
1: yeah, knife's edge all right yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um,
2: it, it is that whole thing of of as a
0: coach, you want to get an athlete to bend and bend and bend and mm. bend but never actually snap.
2: Yeah. Yes, that's no. right.
0: And, and working move. out and bend, right. and working out where that stick can keep bending to before it actually suddenly goes and breaks, yeah. that, that's, that's, that's science and art. Um, and it also
2: is why, um, you know, you need to spend a decent amount of time with the coach as, so the coach can really get to know you, you know, as in when I say a decent amount of time, like you can't expect miracles within a month, you know, kind of thing. Oh, God, um, no. Yeah, it yeah, takes like, years. Yeah, it can, you know, and, and it's it's because, yeah, the coach needs to get to know you and that's also why it's really important to be really honest with your coach.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yes. No, mm. A good a coaching relationship definitely needs yeah. to build on a bit of trust. and um, Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. I, I'd cool. like
0: to add something there too, and that is, if you don't find the right coach the first time, keep looking. Yeah. Coaches, coaches are very much um, the right coach for you may not be the first one you meet, and it may not be that your best friend's coach is the right coach for you. I know that for me personally, uh, as a coach for a long time, there's been plenty of times where I've had an athlete where I've gone, actually, you, I think you would be better off with somebody else and i have Mm -hmm. moved them to somebody else and i've had other people move their athletes to me to say this athlete will be better off under your tutelage because Mm. of the way you particularly do something and that's because every athlete is an individual and you have to follow an individual program what is good for the goose is not necessarily the right thing for the gander and Mm. it's you know that's that's a really important thing to remember if every if 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 the right thing was us doing all exactly the same stuff, well, guess what? We wouldn't have the variety we have in society now. And we certainly wouldn't have the variety of running races, et cetera, that we have now either. So you have to do the right stuff for you individually, and you have to find the right coach for you individually. And a good coach will tell you when you need to move. Yeah. Or, exactly. Or they will, you know, they will sit down with you the first time they have a chat with you, and they will say, "Hey, look, I can help you, but I think that such and such can probably help you even more because of what you're particularly trying to achieve."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Very. Yeah. That's really. It's really good. Like I think knowing knowing all that's really useful. Do you, just one more thing before we um move into the final part. Um. I just wanted to ask Isabel a question about. So you've you've interviewed some great guests on your podcast, mm. and one of them was recently you <coughs> interviewed Alex Hutchinson, Hutch- Hutchinson yep. from, and um he wrote the one of my favourite books of the last few years. Um, yeah. Oh, it's always it's a lot too long a name. Endure, just endure. Yeah. Just endure. It's got a longer subtitle, hasn't it? But um yeah, like, and I highly recommend it to anyone who's yes, into definitely. endurance sports. Yeah, it's <coughs> great, and um he's a really good author. Very and but. He um was talking about, if I remember rightly, I'm pretty sure it was this book, talking about the um there was a study done where they tried they were looking at overtraining and overtraining yeah. syndrome. was that I can't even remember if it was him now, but I'll go into what I think it was. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, and they got a bunch of these they tried to fatigue cyclists and they tried to fatigue runners. Maybe yeah. get them just have trained them until they could, were completely um Overtrained, and they they literally the runners they could fatigue the runners so much quicker than the cyclists. Oh, definitely, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. And that and so I guess I mean there's more to that, um, but it was one of the things that the take home was that running is so arduous and so tough on the it body, is. you know, yeah, and really, yeah, it, it, it doesn't have and it's that long term pain that that it can cause you know so you do have to be careful and if you want to be running into your 40s 50s 60s and beyond you've got to watch out for this sort of stuff you know like you can't you know so it, it means only increasing your mileage in small increments mm. say about 10 percent at a time having some easy weeks every few weeks and this i'm being very deliberately vague here i was about uh, to
0: say that's quite vague but yes
1: yeah I can no i understand good, what well, you're getting at yeah, so it's basically, you know, two, every three or f- four weeks, have like a, a an easier week, you know, have a bit of intensity when you're ready, but like don't, you know, you're not going to go throwing in, okay, I'm ready, I'm going to do speed work and do five speed sessions in a week. You're going to smash yourself, or go and run, try and run ten thousand meters of vert every um, <laughs> every week. You know, it's it's you can only do that for maybe a week or two, <laughs> tops. Yeah, yeah, so. It's just about moderation and going for long-term gains. Um, one of
2: the things, and that's it. it's it's about, it's about patience and and running yeah. is is a long game. You can't expect mm. to um you know achieve everything within you know a couple of months. You've got to look at the bigger picture and 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 think what is this run? Also think what is this run going to achieve for me? Like if it's just getting out because it's on your plan and you feel tired and you got a sore throat and and you still go out and do it because well it's on the plan i have to do it well that's not you know really showing your body respect either
0: yeah Uh, it's a case of being smart and mm. in running less is more definitely
1: yeah good one i was literally about to say if you if you come across a coach that says no pain no gain (laughs) i would say go and find a new coach Yes. Um, because I'm, I'm a believer of um, no pain. Who says it? Someone says it. It's not my quote. No pain, no gain, no brain. Um <laughs> haven't heard uh, that
2: one.
1: Yeah. So I mean, obviously sometimes I think there only needs to be about 5% pain, you know. Mm-hmm. And when you come yeah. to a race, that's the one time where I say overreach, reach for the stars. Yes, of course, Get, yeah. So that's what it all comes down to. That's the one time you're going to push yourself to your limit, and I, yeah. you know, by all means. Um, I, and I bet you, Isabel, how pumped are you to to do a race again one of these days?
2: Well, supposedly I am going to be racing this year. We shall see. Wow. I've um yeah I've uh, entered uh. the um, Prom 44K. Ooh. So for the 12th of December. So
0: I was about to say this must be a Christmas special.
2: Yeah. So by golly, I oh my God, I really hope.
1: I hope so too. It's uh. going to feel wonderful.
0: It's going to feel amazing when you finally get out.
2: Oh, totally! I just I can't like seriously. I'm not I'm not going to be racing it per se. Because you want I'm to going enjoy just it to have fun, just yeah, to party, see people, and <laughs> yeah. run with people, and like I like pff, I'm not caring about racing. I'm I'm just doing it for the social seriously. aspect. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you know, it's, it is being around a race environment is
1: food for the mm. soul, and as yep, why not? Sounds funky, but like. Yep. It does, but that's okay. <laughs> the other day, the other day, so I'll just give the the twelve hour and the six hour here in Adelaide. We had um, it was so good. Like I didn't want to leave, as aside from yeah. the fact that he needed me, I was just having, to, just really enjoying the socialising and really yeah. tracking everyone's progress and really seeing everyone go. And um, two just a brief rundown. So in in the twelve hour, um. We had the outright winner was a woman by the name of Sonia Jansen, yep. who is cool. um she and she finished a few kilometers ahead of Melbourne's um, Stephen Redfin, you know oh, don't yeah, you, yeah 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 yeah. Stephen's from uh, Sydney, I think, yeah, yeah, and he's great. And I'm not sure if it was his best run, but I don't know if he was really pushing, but either way, Sonia ran a phenomenal run, and she's um, known her for, for a while, and you know one hundred and twenty six kilometers in twelve hours, I think it was. Um, wow, which is de- in pretty warm and muggy conditions. Um, so she did really well, and she ran right to the last second. Like I didn't, she didn't, she didn't take a single walking step in twelve hours. And, um, wow. And yeah, so very. Wow. Imp- yeah, and looked even though she said she felt r- ridiculously tired, she she looked great. Like she looked, she still had bounce in her step. But I think that's just wow. her gait, the way she runs. Um, and then in the six hour we had um. Uh, who was it? We had the race that I would have been running. We had Glenn Koopman, who was um, an, a boy. He's got young guy. Oh, not young. He's the same age as me, more or less. A bit younger. He um, he ran 71 kilometers in the heat, and he I think he could have run quite a bit further if it wasn't so warm. Yeah. Um, and his brother came third in um, a bit less, maybe 65, and we had Dave Turnbull in um, in second. And so, yeah, it was really good. It was um, just fun to be around. And I know there was a race yeah. up in Brisbane as well because I had two of my runners running on the weekend. um Yeah, there was, so, yeah. There was
0: two so, sets of races well up here, Brisbane yep. Trail Ultra and um, White Rock Running Festival.
1: Yes. Yeah. And that was um, – that's good. It's good to see races returning in, in some capacity. And, um, yeah, so it was um, – your, your turn will come, Isabel – December. Mm. Will, it? Yeah. will it? It will. It will. Mm. It, will. Mm-hmm. it will. If you say Stay so. Stay strong.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: No. Mm. I have to say so. Believe me. Have you done your run today? <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Have you got mm. another challenge? Can we get, should we give you another challenge? You need a challenge by the time <laughs> Well, now that you've got two just, hours, you can step to up to I just need to come out it.
2: of lockdown. I just need to come out of lockdown. <laughs> I know. That's I all I, I need. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's all I need.
1: Yeah. So everyone... All right, has to give Isabel massive Facebook love because that's all, the only <laughs> love she's allowed to have at the moment. That's um, right. Pretty much. So yeah. sh- shower her in uh, Facebook love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to, to, wrap,
0: to wrap it up, I think we've done well. To wrap yep. it up, overreaching, a couple of days rest, and you'll feel good afterwards. Yep. Over-training, yeah. Overtraining, a couple of days rest, still don't feel good. Another couple of days rest, still don't feel good. That's overtraining you really need to take proper rest, maybe see a medical professional and also mm. keep in touch with your running community. Don't yes. drop out of your running community. You will need time off to recover, genuine time off, but yeah. you will come back stronger and you will have learnt from your mistake. Yeah. Uh, the other one that I wanted to know about is uh, running highlight of the week, Daniel.
1: Running highlight of the week? That's a good question. Uh, it was yesterday I ran my first time. I ran 11 kilometres and no pain at all for the first awesome. time in six weeks. That so that's
0: a massive that,
2: highlight. That's yeah.
0: awesome. Running and highlight was, of the week for you, Isabel?
2: Um, can't say I really oh. have one, to
0: be honest. I'm sure that you have something. Come
2: no. on, Isabel. Come on. Uh, mm, um, I ran with a friend today. There you hey, go. There you See go. that's pretty
1: good. Who's yeah. the friend? Give us tell us who the friend is.
2: I uh, um just bars from um uh, not just bars, bars from um Danny Long Trail Runners. So yeah. Oh good on you, Bars. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well done.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: No. And what about you, Ashley? What's your running so highlight my of My
0: my running highlight for the week was having an Eastern Brown snake crawl across my feet on Mount Maroon. Oh wow. <laughs>
1: You've had a few yeah. near misses with, plant, with um, snakes lately. You better be careful.
0: I, yeah. I, like, I, I stepped over a rock and it was curled up just on the yeah. other side.
1: Mm. And
0: it had nowhere to go except for over my feet to get away. And so that's where it went. And, yeah, mm. I, it was that incredible thing between trying to stay still mm. and having your heart go a billion miles an hour.
1: Yeah, mm. man.
0: But, yeah, it was that's good. That's
1: crazy. Yeah. That's good.
0: <laughs> it was good that it didn't it, bite me. Let's go with that.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, look, um, yeah, there's plenty of snakes getting active lately, and I've seen a few in, in South Australia. I saw one when I was driving the other day. It was a big black snake going across the road. And um, so, yeah, just be be aware, people. They're out it's, and about. It's warming mm. up, and it's breeding yeah.
0: season. So, yeah. Oh, okay.
1: So, no. so, so, so Ashley... Just, just call Ashley. He'll come and like throw it off the mountain or something.
2: <laughs> well, no, no. He'll just—they'll uh, all be attracted to Ashley, so everyone else will be safe. Everyone else will be yes.
0: safe. Yeah, <laughs> it seems to be the case
2: yeah. at the moment. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, it's um, it's good. Well, Isabel and Ashley, I guess we'll sign off for here, won't we? Unless yep. there's anything yep. else. Yeah. And um, you um, stay strong, Isabel. Stay, yep. stay, stay strong, Ashley.
0: We'll do. Yeah. Yep. All right. Same with you, Daniel.
1: And thank you. And stay strong, listeners. Run well, run happy. Bye bye. That's Bye-bye. it. Bye.
0: See ya.